Chapter 1 The ground on which we stand is sacred ground. It is the blood of our ancestors. Chief Plenty Coups, Crow, 1848-1932 Driving a Cedar County Sheriff's Department-issued SUV upland toward the Little Bitterroot River, Sheriff Jim Buchanan felt the darkness seep inside. He turned to his passenger, Eliza Sizemore. Show me exactly where you found it. There. Elijah, a native holy man and elementary school teacher from the Flathead Indian School, pointed toward the river. Jim slowed the SUV to a crawl. He pulled onto the grassy area alongside the road on a rise south of the bridge that crossed the Little Bitterroot. Jim flicked on his roof strobes and clocked the time of arrival. He grabbed a roll of tape labeled, Sheriff's Line Do Not Cross, a few metal stakes, and a rubber mallet from the back of the SUV. In doing so, he pushed aside his backpack and recognized the jangle from inside. It was the rattle he had purchased nearly a year ago for his then-unborn son, and it placed a heavy burden upon his heart. It had only been four months since Kate delivered her stillborn baby. Jim breathed a heavy sigh and followed Elijah past the livestock gate and down to the river. Jim glanced at the area where Elijah pointed and spotted a scavenging coyote. Elijah bolted toward the animal's apparent discovery and raised his arms above his head broadcasting the red blattened colors of his long-sleeved shirt. Jim ran after him and grasped Elijah by the arm. The coyote wavered and then dove into the tall buffalo grass. Are you trying to get yourself killed? Jim, a mixed-blood native, asked. Little Hawk, the coyote was after the body. Show me. Even from a distance, the stench of decay sucked the breath from Jim's lungs. He dug into his front pocket, pulled out a handkerchief, and covered his face. When they reached the coyote's find, Jim recognized the shape of a femur protruding from a blackened mass of bloated tissue. Elijah pulled a bandana over his nose and shooed away a hovering horde of flies. Here it is. Jim dropped the tape, stakes, and mallet as his law enforcement instincts kicked into high gear. He grabbed a pair of latex gloves from his back pocket and pulled them on. Crouching, he brushed aside the soil. Elijah asked, Is it human? Maybe one of our ancestors? Jim snatched the tactical knife from his duty belt and used it to scrape away more soil. It's a thigh bone, and it's recently buried. Do you know what happens when someone dies at the hands of another? Jim craned his neck at Elijah. Yes, it's my job to bring the killer to justice. No. It's the Malleus Elk. What do you mean by spirit memories? A chill raced up Jim's spine. He knew those rarely spoken words. Little Hawk, when a person dies a violent death and there's still flesh on bone, it drives the spirit to seek revenge. Jim snapped the knife shut. The tribal elders' intentions were to frighten the children and keep them out of trouble. They are not stories. It is the way of the Malleus Hale.
Jim noticed the heavy spring rains and snowmelt eroded the high ground above the South River bank and exposed the underlying soil. He realized the swollen river threatened the downstream reservation homes. A quick burst of lightning followed by a booming roar of thunder caused Jim to fixate on the threatening sky. He stood and faced Elijah. This is a crime scene. If we're lucky, we can get a forensic team here in an hour or two. What about the tribal council? Call them, and I'll contact police chief walkabout. Jim gazed at the land. A livestock fence that ran for miles and a solitary gate were all that separated them from the highway. The rolling brown hills, sprinkled with fir trees and traversed by one set of power lines that followed the highway and another set in the distance parallel to an abandoned logging road, dominated Jim's view.